is a learner. The Greek word is mathetes, and it simply means a learner. For the rest of this life on earth as believers, we've got L plates on. And this is what we need to embrace within our life. And Jesus Christ fed upon the word himself when he was here. And he sends his spirit to, to open up his word to us. And, you know, one of my most precious times of the day, of, of my, my week, first thing in the morning, I'm very fortunate I've got a study, and I go downstairs and I'm with the Lord on my own. And if, if ever anything happens to interrupt that, I feel as if I, my day is just not, not right. But just reading the Word, and, and many of you have read the Word as much as me and more than me, and yet you never get to the stage where you think, well, I know that, so I don't need to read that again. Far, far from it. And I just want to encourage you, encourage you today to fall in love with the Word of God. To fall in love with it again. Sometimes we all have to work hard on it. Sometimes it's, you know, it's a bit of a struggle. But it's worth doing it however you feel to get that Word in you. <coughs> and <coughs> so first of all I want to look at the potential of the Word of God. Do you want to lead a Deprived and unsuccessful life. Does anyone want to do that? No? Do you want to lead a prosperous and successful life? Yeah? Well, this is the way to do it. Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word, every word that comes from the mouth of God. Physical food is essential in this life, of course. Spiritual food is essential in this life. And sadly, in this world, there are many people who are starving physically. Sadly, in this world, there are many Christians who are starving spiritually. That the Bible is a closed book. Most of us have got the Bible, more than one Bible. But it doesn't necessarily get open any more than that family Bible that I brought here. It's, it's never open. We don't use it. And just want to read a few scriptures to encourage you, just from the Old Testament and from the New Testament. Book of Joshua. Joshua is just being appointed for leadership. Joshua 1.8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That was right at the beginning of his ministry. And said, don't let this book depart from you. Then David uh, writing in the, in the psalm, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he 
he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, prospers. This is the king of Israel who knew what it was to have a lot of problems. He wasn't leading an easy life all the time. But he's just, in worshipping the Lord, he's saying, meditate on this word. Meditate on it. Some people think that they don't know how to meditate. Well, every time you worry about something, you're meditating. You're just turning it round and round and round in your mind and concentrating on it. Well, you can actually meditate on the Word of God and just get a, a phrase, a verse, and just turn it round in your mind. You can choose a verse, you can and ask the Lord to show you your Apostle Paul, years later, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God, the woman of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You want to serve the Lord? You want to be thoroughly equipped? Is the book. It's the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That is what we need when we're serving the Lord. Just amazing to me that, that my small Bible at Surrey County Council are basically reading with these books. Whereas now, it's, you know, we can't rely on schools to encourage our children in the faith. Far from it. And we have to do it ourselves. We have to take every opportunity to do it. You neglect this book at your peril. It is so important. So that's the potential, the practice. Jesus said, I am the bread of life who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. And when the New Testament church started, it says that the disciples, the, the believers, devoted themselves to the Word of God. That they devoted themselves. And of course the danger is that there's legalism or license. Legalism is where you impose it upon people and force them to do it. License is where they just do it when they feel like it. Somewhere in between is the pathway. And if you think about it, the things you value, value you find time for. If you like food, you'll find time to eat it. If you like sport, you'll find time for sport. And we need to make sure we find time just to read this word. And it will show. And in this, in this nation, we are so fortunate. We can go to church and we can hear people preaching. We go to Bible study groups. Some of us have been to Bible, Bible um, schools. Perhaps many of us have been to conferences. We can do courses like Alpha. We've got access to the, so much on the internet. I mean, if anything, we, we're spoiled with what's on the internet. But 
We've just got an opportunity, and I want to encourage you to take it. But perseverance is essential. Wonder what your track record is like on persevering, reading the Word of God. I read a book when I was on the sabbatical. I read a book by Brendan Manning. And Brendan Manning is going to be with the Lord now, but he's a very interesting guy. And he's got a, a Benedictine monk at one stage, and he's just a very, very wise man of spiritual. But this is the foreword of his book, and I want to read it. It's a few sentences. But Brendan Manning, on February the 8th, 1956, in a little chapel in Loretto, Pennsylvania, I was out by Jesus Christ. The road I've travelled these last 38 years is pockmarked by disastrous victories and magnificent defeats, soul-diminishing successes and life-enhancing failures, seasons of fidelity and betrayal, periods of consolation and desolation, zeal and apathy are not unknown to me. And there have been times when the felt presence of God was more real to me than the chair I am sitting on, when the word ricketed like broken-backed lightning in every corner of my soul, when a storm of desire carried me to places I have never visited, and there have been other times when I identify with the words of Mae West. I used to be snow white, but I drifted. When the word was as stale as old ice cream and as bland as tame sausage. When the fire in my belly flickered and died. When I mistook dried up enthusiasm for grey-haired wisdom. When I dismissed youthful idealism as mere naivety. When I preferred cheap silvers of glass to the pearl of great price. If you relate to any of these experiences, you might want to browse through this book and pause to reclaim your core identity as Abba's child. All those words are just so profound and so deep. But Brennan Manning talking about the times when the word was just alive and other times when it was stale. And we all go through those times. But we don't give up when it's stale. Like any relationship we've got, there'll be times when it's Which absolutely one? bliss. Which ones, Shelley? And there'll be other times. But we don't give up on relationships when they're not on the mountaintop. I have a quote here that I'd like to uh, read and see if you uh, can guess. You Christians look after a document containing enough dynamite to blow all civilization to pieces, to turn the world upside down and bring peace to a battle-torn planet but you treat it as though it is nothing more than a piece of literature. Any idea who that was? Gandhi. 
scandal. Smith Wigglesworth, some of you might have heard of, he's a, a plumber who got anointed and had a very, very powerful ministry. He says, the Bible is the word of God. Supernatural in origin, eternal in duration, inexpressible in valour, infinite in scope, regenerative in power, infallible in authority, universal in interest, personal in application, inspired in totality. Read it, write it down, pray it in, work it out and then pass it on. This was actually the words of an, an illiterate, uneducated plumber. Do you want to lead that sort of life? Do you want to start a new season? Are you prepared to say, Lord, I've neglected your word. Lord, I've become over-familiar with your word. Lord, I thought I don't need your word. I thought that I've read it all. Because we can come to the Lord today. Jesus said, men and women do not live by food alone, but every word comes from the mouth of God. For the very first time that I came into this church, I had a sense that it was on the brink of a new season. That having come through a difficult period, that there was a new season coming soon. And that season will come through being open to the Holy Spirit and it will come through people feeding upon the Word of God. Not just from the preacher, but from every one of us. That we can all bring words of encouragement to people, we can all feed upon the Word of God. Smith Wigglesworth was a classic example of someone with no education that actually had an encounter with the Lord and he became an amazing preacher. It's not about degrees in theology, it's not about intellect, it's about hunger. And it's about desire. And it's about faith, saying, Lord, we believe this. We believe this. Billy Graham's quote is so brilliant, isn't it? I've read this book and it's going to be all right in the end. Well, it is going to be all right in the end, but actually it's not going to be all right until the end. And we go through this life and we experience all sorts of tests, trials, sadnesses. And have we got this word in us? It just gives us the strength and the confidence that we can get nowhere else. We can get nowhere else. And I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you this day to fall in love with your Bible again. To commit yourself to your relationship with the Lord through His Word. Dare to pray before you read the Bible. Lord, speak to me. Speak to me personally. 
going to have an operation to uh, on, on my eyes some years ago, ten years ago, and it was uh, I, I was I was a bit apprehensive. And the morning before I went, I, I was reading the scripture, and I came across the, the scripture that is Jesus healing a blind man. And you know, I went into my operation just feeling say 10 feet tall, I just went in there with a confidence I couldn't have gone anywhere else. And, you know, God's word, it's personal. He, he speaks it to us in our individual circumstances. It's not that he's sort of frantically trying to think of what word do I speak to that church? There's 50 people in there. What would have the same word? Far from it. He'll speak to you in the way that you need, when you need it, and in your most dire moments is when the word can come. And it can just make you realise that you're loved by God and all is well. Don't neglect the word of God. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you are the living word, that your word is living. Your word is eternal, your word is still relevant. Your word is still personal. Your word, Lord, has not dated in any way. We pray, Lord, that in this church, and whether and if we don't belong to this church, whichever church we're part of, Lord, that we would fall in love with your word again. That we would persevere in difficult times and we would rejoice in good times and may we speak your word with confidence Lord to other people for we ask it in Jesus name Amen. Amen.